Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt, your host of the Habesha Finance Podcast. Well, folks, this is the 100th episode of the Habesha Finance Podcast. I am really not sure what to do. I never imagined I would be here recording my 100th episode of the podcast. And to be honest, it's all thanks to you, the listeners, the community. I said when I started, even if there is one person that the Habesha Finance platform can make a positive impact on, then this passion project would have been worth it all. And so for this episode, I just want to dedicate this time to remembering our foundations of financial freedom, our foundations to that journey on financial freedom. So in case you're just introducing the Habesha Finance platform, podcast, YouTube channel to someone new, you can always tell them, hey, go to episode 100 so you can learn what this platform is all about. So let's get started with the first pillar. I'll use that word of financial freedom, and that is getting life insurance however you can. Of course, not everyone is eligible and able to get life insurance, but if you can, you need to secure life insurance if you don't already have one in place and if you don't already have financial independence or financial freedom. Of course, my first and really only choice is a term life policy that's affordable for you and can last you long enough until you've built up a big enough nest egg or the people who depend on you financially no longer do so. Number two, getting out of debt. Now, we've just witnessed a global pandemic that is still in effect, that is still affecting so many households. And so this is one of those long-term goals or short-term goals, depending where you are. You know, I'm open to the idea of people getting out of debt, you know, in five, six to 10 years, right? But I really want people to understand that you've got to get a, you got to have a goal to get out of debt. That means, you know, not, not including your mortgage or your home, but more specifically student loans, credit card debt, having some kind of personal loan, a car note. I want you to focus, you know, anywhere from two to 10 years of your life focused on getting out of debt. And I say 10 years because some people are in a position where, you know, they work for a certain amount of years and they get their debt forgiven like doctors, you know, and that is a, that is a way that people can use to get out of debt. But if you're making $50,000 a year, $100,000 a year, and total, you've got 20, 30, $40,000 of debt. Well, I'm going to challenge you to say, Hey, let's try to knock that out within three to four years, as long as you don't have any other obligations. Obviously, if you have a family, you've got to put food on the table. So I completely understand and hear me out. I understand that there are certain circumstances and situations where, you know, three to four years is not realistic. So it may have to get, you know, drawn out to five to six to seven years. But getting out of debt is definitely a top priority um, for you, especially if you have a spouse who does have that student loan debt, you know, or you have a family that does, you know, is depending is depending on you to pay the mortgage or to pay certain debts that, you know, are, are currently uh, accruing interest against. And you definitely want to help those people out if that's your situation. So getting out of debt is one of those things. Being debt free is an important pillar, is an important part of financial freedom. All right. The next is saving for retirement. And 
I always tell people, hey, invest up to the match if you're in debt or, you know, invest up to the Roth IRA limits or, or whatever you can while you're getting out of debt. This is because I want compound interest to start working for you. You need that compound interest to start rolling and, and accruing and building up. Like I've always said, and I quote this famous quote, right? Compound interest will either work for you or it will work against you. And the earlier you can start investing, even if it's just up to the match, you know, if you're in debt, up to the match, your company's match, or if you're able to do a Roth IRA or traditional IRA, um, you want to be able to do those limits if it doesn't hurt you too much in terms of your overall goals of getting out of debt um, or, or, you know, just making sure that you put food on the table, it's within your budget to, to keep the lights on and pay your mortgage. But this is still an important part of financial freedom. All of these pillars, all of these um, steps are going to be very important to you achieving financial freedom, which is why I'm talking about that. So once you get out of debt, you want to ramp up your savings rate to at least, I would say 20%, but I would still go even more than that, 30%. The more, the better, and the faster you get to achieving financial freedom. Remember, remember, I've talked about the FIRE movement, the financial independence, retire early movement. These folks I'm not any. I'm not in this movement, but these folks are they're saving sixty to seventy to eighty percent of their income. They're living a a very humble lifestyle, right? Or they may have already you know paid off a home that they that they own, and they're living you know pretty much debt free. And so, what do they do with all of the extra money? Is they're putting it toward low cost in you know low cost broad based index funds and that's an important part of saving for retirement whenever you're investing you have to remember to, the, the one of the pillars is investing in low cost broad based index funds you know one of the more popular index funds within the fire community is the the US total stock market whether that's at Vanguard VTSAX or uh, Fidelity, I believe it's um, FSKAX or FZROX or Charles Schwab. I think it's SWTSX. You want to be able to keep your money invested in funds, index funds that are diverse, that are low cost. So a lot of the fees and stuff are going to be minimized, right? You want to be able to minimize those fees so that you can get the benefit of earning as much as possible in your retirement accounts, in your taxable accounts, right? I'm not just talking about a 401k or a Roth IRA. Eventually, once you max out, once you're able to max out those different funds, you want to be able to have a taxable account too. So that way you can build um, a nest egg that, sh that is a little bit easier to withdraw money from and take money in and out of if you have a big, you know, project that you want to fund or whatever. And, and so that's why I say, you know, saving for retirement is always going to be an important pillar, an important foundational step of you achieving financial freedom. Number four, budget. I mean, you still have to budget. You know, we've been budgeting since 2017, and I'm not kidding. This is going to be something that we continue to do. And personally, we use a manual budget that I'll be sure to link in the description, in the comments section. But I really want you all to understand if, if manually budgeting is not working for you, maybe you need to connect your bank account, right, to one of these apps out there. But personally, I have I use a Google Sheets budget that I manually input our income and I manually document everything that we're spending. I usually update it. I update it, you know, every couple days. But I think if you manually update your budget, 
that will get you so much more in tune with how you spend. And I think that's still a very big part of achieving financial freedom. Now, next, I want to talk about renting or having a mortgage. I did an episode on having a mortgage, you know, and I'll make sure a YouTube video that I will link in the description. But when you're when you're having a mortgage or if you have rent, you want to be able to make sure that you're not spending more than 20 to 25 percent of your take home pay on your mortgage. I'm not including um, taxes, property taxes, because I believe that, you know, you can always like save up for that and, and, and use a strat, have a strategy around that. But for your mortgage, for your mortgage, you want to be able to have that number around 20 to 25 percent of your take home pay, whether that you know, may mean it's a 30-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage. Like I said, I talked about that in a recent YouTube video. So I'll definitely put a link in the description, in the show notes for you to go back and watch. But when you're buying a home, get, get, you know, get the 20% down if you can. Get a 15-year mortgage if you can afford the monthly payment to be in that 20 to 25% range where that mortgage is, is of your mortgage, right? Is, is 20, 25% of your monthly take-home pay. But Again, like I said in the video that I'll make sure to link in the description, don't let that stop. Don't let these kind of rules or suggestions, suggestions, I can't even pronounce the word, but don't let that stop you from getting into a good neighborhood for your kids or whatever circumstances that may make it important for you to move into a house, a condo or a townhouse, you know, or move out of a neighborhood to get into another neighborhood, um, like like I've mentioned before. Number six, this is a, this is a new foundational um, part of financial freedom that I think is is going to change a lot of the things that people do, and that is having a side hustle. I think side hustles are important. So having some kind of side work that you can do, um, if you can manage the time and the sacrifice, I credit my wife huge because of the sacrifice that she makes for me to be able to have Habesha Finance, for me to be able to operate the Habesha Finance platform, the podcast, the blog, the YouTube channel. It takes time, effort, and sacrifice, and money too, right, to build up until you start to see some kind of return. But again, this takes time away from my wife, sometimes my kids, and that can affect folks emotionally and mentally in different ways. And the important part is having to, you know, trying to find a balance with all of that. And having a supportive family, a supportive spouse makes a world of difference, makes the world of a difference for me to be able to be here, spend time talking to you all, chatting with you all. And I really, I mean, half of Habesha Finance is the wife, is my, is, is my wife. And so I always make sure to credit the, the, the sacrifice that she makes for me, for me to be able to do this, right? Long nights after I'm done with my personal work. I go on here and I do this in the evening times, a couple times out of the week. And, and it's a credit to the sacrifice and the patience that, that she has um, with me. But again, I say side hustles because that can help increase your income, right? To be able to uh, fund a Roth IRA, to be able to fund um, your 401k, to be able to, to do the things, to give you a little bit of support. Maybe your side hustle pays for you know, a light bill, your side hustle pays for whatever. So you can increase your work contribution, your retirement uh, savings plan at your work that you can do other things financially, right? Have an HSA that you can fully fund in a year. 
And those side hustles are important because you never know that side hustle that you do, um, depending on what happens, could could become a passion project, could be the thing that you do for the rest of your life. I love what Chris Hogan, who's a, a Dave Ramsey personality, um, says, you know, you don't want to retire from something. You want to retire to something. And having a passion project where you start a YouTube channel, you start a podcast, you start a blog, or you make arts, crafts, or you do certain things, you have a side hustle, you're, you're a technician, you you do plumbing, you do um, HVAC, you, you work on different things, you know, that can become something that you do on the side, right? Six to 10 hours a week or so. And eventually, once you achieve financial independence, you know, you've got a big enough nest egg, you can continue to do that work that makes you happy right? If it's landscaping, if it's cooking, if it's making treats or whatever, bakery, bake, like you can do whatever that is on the side because you've already built up a big enough nest egg, your, your, your retirement fund, right? That you've invested and that you've saved and that you are able to continue to do whatever it is on the side and let that be something that you manage, right? And have, um, as you no longer have a traditional type of work, no longer have traditional kind of employment. And then the last part of the foundation of financial freedom is to remember that life events happen. We're witnessing a global pandemic that has taken the lives of so many people. And so I always say that you want to remember to cherish the moments with your friends and families as much as possible. Take time to make time for yourself to decompress, to refresh, however you do. This journey to financial freedom, financial independence, requires hard work, sacrifice, dedication, commitment, and I would say a community. Find a community that you connect well with that's headed you know, toward the same financial goals that you have. If you want to join the Habitat Finance community, join. You know, We go live on YouTube every, every week. We talk about you know, current financial news and other personal finance topics. We also have a Facebook group. Got to answer a few questions before you join that Facebook group, but I want to make sure that you are invested into your financial goals as much as the community is going to be there to help you. So join the Habesha Finance Facebook group. And as we continue to grow together and continue to support one another with ideas and strategies of how to invest and budget and save, I believe you will make those gradual steps that all of us are continuing to make. Baby steps, small steps to achieving financial freedom. You know, 100 episodes in, and I don't know what's going to come, but I just want to say thank you. If you're new to the Habesha Finance community, or if you've been here since day one, you mean more to me than you know. And I hope that every podcast, every post, every video or piece of content has been helpful to you in some kind of way. Thanks again for being part of this community. I will talk to you soon. Peace.